a terrible mistake. If you are tuning into today's podcast for anything other than talk about Japanese cartoons, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our anime of the decade, anime of the decade super show, where we're gonna go over our top ten anime Japanese cartoons of the decade. Wee. And we've got some listener lists as well, sprinkled intermittently in between all that. Mm-hmm. So, let's go ahead and get things started by introducing our panel for the day. To my immediate virtual right, vulcanize the whoopee stick in the ham wallet. It's Rhett. What in the world was that intro? <laughs> just, just words. Powerful. Powerful, good words. Yeah. It's all vulcanize, come on. Vulcan. I guess. I thought maybe we'd go anime themed with these, but I guess not. <laughs> uh, so you're you are more pumped than anybody uh, for uh, what uh, we're doing now because this it's is something. It's been a week though. The world has tried to beat us down emotionally preparing for this one. Yeah, yeah, not been the greatest time in the world right now. Uh, but we're all alive and seemingly okay so far. So <laughs> for now, for now, so the Sox cast lives on. Uh, <laughs> only it's I guess it's been infected by anime now. That's it. It's, <laughs> like that. Oh, it's always been infected by anime. But like to an even more degree, so that this this is exclusively <laughs> about anime now. Fuck yeah. Fuck. We've never done that. Yeah, we've never done that. We've done spoiler casts at the end of episodes before oh, for yeah. for a couple shows, I think. For Rebellion yeah, and Watamode like or and 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 um Shinsukaiori, I believe. Yeah. We did one. Yeah. All right. So, moving on to my immediate virtual left, also probably has the best taste of all of us here in anime, I have no doubt. Batter dip the craniacs in the gut locker. It's John Thire. Hi. How's it going? You got some powerful energy with those intros today. No, right. <laughs> Just. Mm. I'm pleased. Yeah. How you how you doing, John? Do you have you get do you got big old list of ten anime? I know that you are a fan of making lists, so I am a big fan I'm, of making lists. I think that I think that there's exactly there's one of us that um, brought their brought their best to <laughs> this list today, and um, obviously me. I always I always <laughs> great. I mean, lists, I I mean, who uh, who else would have the better list other than the person who put Homestuck as a game of the year? I mean. God, y'all are oh no! The that. taste is just transcendental at this point. I mean, it's a good turns out Homestuck is also anime of the decade. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I will <laughs> literally, I will literally harm myself physically and keep it in the recording <laughs> if that happens. <laughs> there is something blunt around here. I am sure that I could injure myself with, <laughs> and if that oh, no. happens, I swear to Christ. <laughs> John, please. We're uh, going. Wait, 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 let me just let me just make a quick change by Google Doc here, and okay, and we're good. All right, cool. Nope, don't worry, we're fine. Damn. All right. So, I guess instead of him and hawing around here, we should get things started. I think that since our listeners are the ones who give us life, who sustain us, who are the wind beneath our proverbial wings. I believe we should start this whole thing off with a reader list. Rhett, since you're going to be handling hey. a bulk of the reader lists, you got a reader list for me. I got one from Ghosty. Hey, I know her. She makes good music. Yeah. So this sure. one 
we're just gonna start right off with it. Number one, Shinsekai Yori. Holy shit! <laughs> Banger! Let you start the show with a literal showstopper. God damn! Uh-huh. I saw this list. I was like, oh, this is a good list, huh? Holy shit! No- Number one, Shinsekai Yori, an unsettling and uncanny tale about a possible future for humanity. Takes a little bit to get into, but boy, is it something else. <laughs> Yeah, That's putting it lightly. Yeah. Uh, number two, Yatsume Yunshiro. I'm sorry. <laughs> number two, Yatsume Yujin Show. I haven't heard of this one. I think it's like Natsume and her friends. Yes, this is. Yeah, yeah this is actually a really cute series. Okay, cool. A show with a laid back vibe and atmosphere that pulls you in with its endearing characters and swipes viciously at your heart swing, heart strings. Yeah. Provided you are on board and laid back yet troubled stroll that story provides there's like eight seasons of this so if you watch the yeah. first season and are into it like yeah i watched the first season with ghosty uh back oh, last cool. year and it's really like like it's a it's really episodic which is why i didn't stick with it but mm. the stories that it tells and the quality of that storytelling and the characters and stuff is really warm and heartfelt like this is a show just dripping with a lot of feels and it's got a really cool concept so i think like if you're even curious like check out the first yeah. season at least. Cool. Uh, next one is Psychopaths. Mm. Ooh, <laughs> Very yes. much not a uh, happy and warm <laughs> show. That's the opposite. Uh, Sunanori Akane. Though. Akane is probably my favorite character in anime for this decade, and this show is really nice, nice too. Though it let me down somewhat in a couple places, but overall a solid show. A dark, trippy sci-fi cop show. I really need to watch the last season. I didn't even know there was one last year. She's... Yeah, I didn't know there was a third season either. Yeah, a third season. <laughs> There's like yeah, twenty. Yeah, the le- the years listed are 20, 2012, 14, and two thousand nineteen. Oh shit! Okay, they just I, made I knew there third. was a movie. I wonder if Bucci was involved because he wasn't in the second season. And yeah, I to... I fell off with season two because I was like, oh, but she's not involved, and now mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Bucci's not involved. <laughs> uh, <laughs> honorable mentions: Log Horizon, Hibiki Euphonium. And Konosubarishi Sekai no Shikfukuo. Or, Konosuba! Yeah, Konosuba. Konosuba. Good stuff. All good stuff. That Ghosty, is also like... Posts, like, <laughs> Ghosty also posts like little VNs I've never heard of in the chat, so in the on the forum. Yeah. So thank you for making me happy, Ghosty. Aw. Cool. Alright. So throwing it over to us now. Yeah. John, you got a number ten for us? Yep. Oh boy! All right, so I was like number ten, and I, I like sampled three, like a bunch, several different ones in this slot because I was like, oh, I could do this like fancy prestige show that's really classy and would make me look smart, or um, this other show that's like really nice and very well made and sweet and romantic. Uh-oh. And then I was like, I, I really just gotta be honest with myself. Or I could just, or I could just John fire this motherfucker. I could really. I just gotta be true to myself oh, here, and it's Gunkill Online. Oh, okay. wow! <laughs> See, it, it wasn't bad. It's, okay, but yeah. You, what's the full title? Sword Art Online Alternative. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> For oh. some reason, I thought you were going with Sword Art Online, but the, like the actual one. So this is a welcome surprise. No, 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 yeah, Gungale Online is really good. It's like it's good. there's a couple things about it that are a little fucky, which we talked about mm-hmm. when we brought it up. But like, yeah. it's just so fun. It's <laughs> yeah. just outrageously fun for the whole runtime, and I had such a blast with it. And I even formed a little emotional connection with it, Aww. which it delivered on very nicely in the ending. So 
it's ultimately like this strong journey of two characters and their relationship in the context of really, really fun action. That's and cool. I That's cool. Like I, given that I have literally never in my life thought, hey, I'm going to check out a Sword Art Online property, like Gun Gale Online and, and all the recommendations that I've heard from it, even from non-fans of the series, it's, it's kind of been yeah. enough to make me say, if the opportunity presents itself, I will watch that. Yeah, and it's a self-contained thing. You watch it, 12 episodes, and then you drop it. And you just <laughs> it's yeah. Check nice. the fuck out after that. Mm-hmm. I have yeah, never right? touched anything Sword Art Online, and I like this show, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Kirito is not in it anywhere. Thank you, nice. Lord. There's, like, no references to the original. <laughs> that's so awesome. I mean, great. <laughs> yeah. So that's my number 10. Cool. Cool. Well, I've got, a, I've got a number 10. My number 10 is Little Witch, Little Witch Academia. Nice. Uh, this one was kind of like my. I kind of fell off anime for a bit, like kind of like in the early 2010s to kind of somewhere mm-hmm. around 2016 or 2017, whenever we got around to watching the OVAs. And um, this in particular, like it just, it just shocked me because it's it's so unnaturally pleasant and restrained for a trigger show. Um, it really, yeah. Was this before Kill a Kill? I think this was no. This was after. After the, mo- the sh- well, TV show. Are we talking was about after. the overs? Yeah, the TV show was definitely after. Yeah, the overs were pretty early. Were, trigger, though. yeah, those were early trigger. Um, and those are like those in particular. I think, like, I, I think I prefer those a little bit more over the TV mm-hmm. series because, I, I, I mean, just the general production value on them is insane. Uh, they're so they're good. Yeah. So looking and there's so much like and you don't get a lot of this in the tv series but in the ovas there's a lot of um homages to classic animation techniques Mm -hmm. Uh, and you don't get a whole lot of that in the tv series there's obviously like some real standout episodes in the tv series i mean we're just the susie episode let's just say it the susie (laughs) episode episode. is literally one of the best episodes of anything of the decade like it's so fucking good but what i really loved about this show is just how light and the genuine warmth that you get from the cast uh, and the characters like everybody like everybody that is on the screen is you always want to hug them because they're (laughs) all amazing and adorable and lovable people (laughs) um but yeah like that show's really just ne- never anything you I would expect coming from people that had previously worked on things like FLCL and went on to work <laughs> on shit like Kill a Kill and the like. Um, yeah. And, and, and Gurren Lagan And it's just like, oh, they made this wholesome, quiet thing yeah. where not everybody's well, yelling every 20 seconds. And like that the first e- OVA is pretty loud. Okay. Because. <laughs> Because it I has to kind of rush through it in has like to 30 rush, minutes. Yeah, they have to rush through a lot there. And I think that that's them kind of getting their legs under them for this mm-hmm. quieter style of writing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, just a wholesome and lovable little series that, like, even if you even if you only have access to uh, the TV series, and even if that dumb soccer game plot is, like, what the, <sighs> I can't... What the fuck even is that? <laughs> even rewatching that show for this... That plot is just baffling. I don't understand why it's there. They had enough plot with everything going on at the school. They did not need to pull in this big world element. And then the world element being a fucking soccer game is just get out of my face. We need to go to war with 
that, that country. country. <laughs> like the fact that it's also vague is frustrating. Yeah, it doesn't. It just that that plot point does not land at all. But it yeah. and is and it's just enough of a blot on on a perfect show. But it's it's yeah, that show's great and, and wholesome and, and cool. fun. Yeah, Red. Really like Little What You Gonna Be a? Okay, my number ten. So the number tens are always iffy because, like John said, it's always the one you might be willing to cut later on. Yeah. So this was one that I put on number 10, but I wasn't really willing ever to cut it. Mm. <laughs> and then it eventually found its way on the list. Uh, my number 10 is Girls Last Tour. Oh, man. Ooh, yeah. So, yeah, this shows a lot. I mean, Polly kind of <sighs> deep-throated it the other day. When I she what? The, the... <laughs> I did what to it? I deep-throated the show? Yep, it did. <laughs> Holy shit! If that so show we... had a cock, it was on my tonsils. Uh-huh. <laughs> Holy shit! Wow, did you... Thank you for owning it, right? <laughs> Thank you. That's what Polly would say to me. She just can't... She can dish it up and not take it, apparently. I absolutely take it. I just wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I gotcha. No, when you talk about this... Po- <laughs> you, you hear me just the- gargling that show semen. <laughs> it's gonna be a long evening we done laughing at me now we're laughing at me i think okay i'm just saying when you brought this show up a couple socks casts ago you gave such a loving endorsement of it and how it emotionally moved you i'm like Man, I think Polly liked the show more than I did. Oh wow, that's crazy! Because I really like this show. I convinced your number ten. I coerced I mean, I it think... with sexual favors. Apparently, <laughs> it was probably already on the list, but because I I just rewatched it too. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's got just... that it's got that dab in the opening too. It's got a dab in the opening. <laughs> it's so good. Man, that opening and closing are so good. <laughs> Honestly, I cannot like not tell you about any closing show in any show ever. <laughs> Really? Like, like I really I don't like watch, I, I don't watch it. I really ads. like Girls Last Tour's closing and I fucking hate closings. I don't listen to them ever, but man, that was That's what was, I'm saying. I was there for every I, I episode. Have... Interesting. I, like I, or the worst is when a show has like a fantastic opening like Elfin Lead and then it has oh. that fucking <laughs> awful J-pop song as its outro. Well, that's just that director's style apparently. Oh. Yeah, Girls Last Tour is really good. Yeah. Um, I deep-throated it. Yeah. (laughs) It's just... It's haunting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it is a show that is so fucking relevant. Like... Yeah, it's like like watching... That's the one thing that maybe pushed it actually lower on my list, is that it was a little bit too much to take in right now. Yeah. Like, with with so much in the world going on, like... That future is so like it's tangible, and that's just like there's post-apocalyptic shows that have some glimmer of hope where the characters are eking their way through a broken world, mm-hmm. and this one just doesn't give you that. No, it's it's, it's just not a oh, man. It that <laughs> show drains the breath from me just trying to talk about because it's so yeah, crushing. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, but it's so good. God, I bought the last two. The last two episodes, it's in good particular. because we're not in that situation yet, and it's like a warning yeah. for the future. Yeah, like, please don't let it come to this. Yeah, 
I bought the last two volumes of the manga and haven't had the stomach to read them yet. I'd, oh, God. Like I said, man, if there is a point where those two literally lose everything and somebody starts crying, like, I'm done. Uh-huh. I'm yeah, fucking done. done. I can't. <laughs> oh, and you know what yeah. happens. You know what's coming. The, well, the show reminds you the entire time yeah. what's coming. Yeah, like, they talk very casually about so, death. Uh, yeah, and, and I mean, end. I think I mentioned this last time where they're like, oh, we've got 50,000 pictures on this digital camera left. Which is going to, yeah, which will run out first. <laughs> we have less food, so that's fine. We have two weeks of food. Jeez. <laughs> so, uh, Whew. yeah, I wonder if we'll be talking about that one again later. <laughs> um, so moving along. So there's less use, there's less listener list than we normally have, so we're just going to roll into the number nines. Yeah, all right. So, John, what's your number nine? Oh, boy. Yeah, that, was a, that one seems really heavy. Whew. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a hard watch, I think, especially now. There's some scenes now. in the last couple episodes. Oh, man. That are just... They're crushing. They really fucking twist the knife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> um... My number nine is a recent watch, just because it was so outrageously fun. It's Thunderbolt Fantasy. Oh, nice! I this, I need to watch this. This show's a fucking blast. What is this? Is, what is a Thunderbolt this, Fantasy? This is um, Urobuchi's f- fantasy puppet. Oh yeah. Show. Okay, yeah. This sounds fucking amazing. It is a fantasy thirteen episode complete fantasy epic. Um told entirely with real life puppets <laughs> it's so good i forget what site it was it might have been uh anime news network did like a, the best urobuchi shows ever <laughs> and it was the top three was like fate zero Madoka, and number one was thunderbolt fantasy i, I think this is an extremely legit fave of those yeah. I, I completely gel with that i'm really excited to watch the next season um but i just completely love this so much and it's so fun and then in the back half it like it sets up like a very straightforward progression and with like where the show is going and then the way it just just without without see just effortlessly completely shifts the trajectory of the story mm-hmm. is really cool mm-hmm. um so it's not it's it sets up like a standard fantasy thing mm-hmm. and then still manages to be like really clever with it um, in a way that still is all grounded in these cool characters that I, I just love all of them. Um, and there's lots of really good action, which is hilarious to say. Which, when you consider that it's puppets, sounds mm-hmm. fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Um, so yeah, that, full-throated, recomm- full-throated recommendation. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, here we I'm go. I'm never saying anything like that ever again. <laughs> Thunderbolt Fantasy. <laughs> Right, who's next? Polly, what's your number nine? I've got a number nine. So, it, it, this one might seem like a little bit of recency bias coming into play mm-hmm. because I did watch oh, it you recently. Hate, you, you do hate recency bias. Um, and and I watched this recently, probably a couple months, like it's a month or two ago now, uh, over the course of one single morning. Uh-oh. Um, and this is, no, a, this, is... this is a place further than the universe. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Man, this is a show that, like, like I said, being on like a show that I literally watched at way past the end of the decade, but um, and way past when it aired, 
Um, so it being this this close to it and being on a list that is this monolithic, um, <laughs> um, it's here because this is a show whose messages, themes, characters, and overall story, like the entire thing taken as a whole, is something it's going to leave a lasting impact on me. Um, mm-hmm. and like, this is going to be like, like in a year or two, this is going to be one of my all time favorites. Um, because there's just so much humanity in it. Um, even considering how, you know, harebrained the entire premise of the show is, and you know, <laughs> um, it, it, you know, Japanese schoolgirls going crazy and finding their way to Antarctica. It's a little, a little kind of hard to take in. And this is a show that, like I said, when I went into it, I thought this is just going to be about not actually getting to Antarctica, <laughs> isn't it? It was like, oh, no, they actually went there. And <laughs> they it, totally do it. <laughs> and that journey getting there is so... It's so well-paced and so well-done and so well-told and everything that they experience getting there from, like, having to bust their ass to actually be able to qualify to go to be... Like, that whole episode spent... Like, that whole little stretch of episode spent being seasick and the like and just (laughs) learning how to deal with that and not even... Like, something they didn't even account for starting this journey. Like, that's, like... Scenes like that are great, and of course, then you've got all of the stuff uh, near the end, uh, like the computer, the emails. Oh, <sighs> uh, the, is... the part where the show literally reaches itself into your chest oh. and tears your heart out. And it's a <laughs> like, moment you basically... know is coming, um, but the way it's played, I think, um, and the way that that show is about pounding the message of uh, friendship home in moments like that, where... Uh, she's having that moment alone, but, like, everybody else is, like, right outside the door, and they feel it too, but, you know, they don't want to intrude, and everybody's just crying their fucking hearts out. <laughs> like, it's such a powerful scene, and, like I said, I think the moment of that show for me is when she gives um, uh, the supervisor the laptop. Uh, mm. And passing that gift of closure on to someone else is such a beautiful moment. Uh, <laughs> it's really hard to talk about this show if you haven't <laughs> noticed. Um, but yeah, um, like I said, there's a reason this show's going to end up being an all-time favorite for me. And I think with me just talking about it and it being that hard to talk about, it's obvious why. Um a place further than the universe is really good. That's my number nine. <laughs> cool. Okay. <laughs> hey, Rhett. You wanna? Oh boy. Uh, oh, it's my turn. Reel us back in. Okay, my number nine is much happier. Okay. <laughs> it's Space Dandy. Hey. <laughs> Knew this would be on there somewhere. I figured. So th- this is a weird one because mm-hmm. <laughs> the show basically presents itself as this wacky comedy. Mm-hmm. It's very episodic. Like every episode is completely different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about it is that I think the comedy episodes are by far the worst ones. <laughs> Where this show's not really funny. It's got like this extremely dry, absurdist bent to it. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, like everyone dies at the end of the first episode. And you're just like, <laughs> wait, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, it's Garay Zero. And then there's like, there's an episode about a zombie outbreak. And then everybody gets infected halfway through the episode. <laughs> 
And then the entire rest of this episode is just them living lives with everyone in the entire universe being a zombie. And, like, (laughs) their new day-to-day life. It's so strange. It's so fucking weird. But, like, I guess every episode of the show had a different director. Like, it was a huge, like, collaboration thing. Like, there's there's an episode directed by, oh, Masaki Yuasa. Oh, Mm -hmm. shit. And then there's an episode directed by, like someone who worked under him so it's an extremely similar style mm-hmm. and i think they went on to, to like work on ping pong as well oh wow so like this show gets really weird and out there especially towards parts of the second season mm-hmm. and that's like where it really kind of clicks for me is when it's just like this isn't even trying to be a comedy anymore it's just this weird s- psychedelic 70s sci sci-fi show that just you have no idea what it's going to do next because it doesn't know it's like it's like a kimono zume and kaiba where those were just like what the fuck it definitely (laughs) it definitely has some kaiba vibes in it but it's like cool again like its biggest flaw is that because it's cramming so much into these little single episodes Mm. that it never really fully commits to anything for very long yeah like, there's not but a then, fully developed idea. They all kind of... Yeah. yeah. It's just... It's a nonstop barrage of kind of fragments of ideas. But it's really cool. And then and then the last episode, inexplicably, goes really, really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I finished the show and then just started crying really hard for some reason. Oh. Because <laughs> it's partially the ending and then just, just partially being sad that it was over because right, it's such a fun right. ride. But yeah, that, that shows a lot. <laughs> it's so weird. It's a show that so- I've always had a curiosity about because it's like, I hear that it's insane, but I don't know like the, the, the ways in which it can be classified as such. It's just, it's unpredictable. That's, right. it's... That's the best way I think to describe it. Interesting. So, uh, that's my number nine, I guess. Nice. Cool. So we got another listener list here. We got mm-hmm. another listener list. Who would it be from? This comes in from Poncho Smith. Oh, bastion of good taste. God, now I have to read one of these while I'm a little teary shit. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is going to be a fun episode. All right. <laughs> this is Poncho Smith's Anime of the Decade. Hey, guess what? I didn't start streaming shows until 2018 or so, and most of the anime I ended up watching was all the stuff I couldn't buy back in the 90s through 2000s. So basically I found anything from the last decade I scored an 8 on my anime list, and here's what I ended up with. <laughs> Number 3, I know John has watched this one, Sakura Quest. Oh god, yeah, I watched I watched the first, like, third of it. Mm. Oh no. <laughs> I find it rather intriguing that the slice-of-life genre somehow birthed the people-working-real-ass jobs subgenre. <laughs> it, it seemed really nice, for the record. Like I, I suppose I, you have to evolve I, with your audience. It's quaint, charming, and features more utterances of the word chupacabra than any other piece of meat <laughs> I can think of. It's it's a little... It, it like, brushes up with um, a place further than the universe's tone, where it's just, like, very sort of grounded and chill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, and but it's an adult ass person just like working yeah. this job in this small town. It's very nice. Yeah. Okay. Maybe the biggest tone shift I could ever think of between two shows <laughs> on the list. Number two, Kill the Kill. <laughs> there you go. Everybody loves a big dumb action show with loads of screaming and fighting, right? You get all that plus some of the most innovative art direction I've seen in some time. 
and maybe there's a breast or butt cheeks dropped in there. I don't really remember. <laughs> there's, there's a whole lot of titty and ass in that show. Yeah, there really is, huh? The thing that the thing that sticks out to me still thinking about that show is um, when they have the extended Elite Four battle, mm-hmm. um, and then during the last one when Nia just fall, flops in <laughs> and just completely derails everything, yeah. and yeah. then you turn into a monster, and it's just like completely everything is going to shit in a way you didn't expect. Yeah, yeah. And that that yeah. really vibes with, vibes with me even now. I loved her. Yeah. And number one, Magical Girl Madoka Magica. Hey, that's... I'll simply, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. I'll simply say this. My DBZ-loving, Goku body-pillow-hugging excuse for a brother <laughs> thought that this was one of the greatest shows he's ever watched. He liked it more than Evangelion. <laughs> if that's wow. not a reinforcement, I don't know what is. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Not the crossover I was expecting there, but I guess there's some crossover between the DBZ audience and the Ma- and the Monica series. Mm-hmm. Homer is very cool and very strong, <laughs> oh, and God. and never did anything wrong, and never did anything wrong. Nope, not at all. So, uh, John, yeah, you got a number eight. Uh, my number eight is Little Witch Academia. Hey, <laughs> we already kind of talked about what it is. I, I'm I'm with Polly, where like the first OVA is like is like my favorite trigger thing ever. Yeah. Like it's just, Aww. it's just stellar. Um, and I loved it like before the TV show. So when the TV show got announced, I was like over the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the TV show's a great time throughout. Mm-hmm. I just really enjoyed it. Um, so I, this show's just, it's a very nice kind look at like magic as art making magic as animation, magic as a creative <laughs> process. Yeah. Um, and the way they kind of make that slam that metaphor home in like really moving ways is very nice. Um, the heroes being imperfect people and whatnot. That's so, Mm. so, so important to why this Mm -hmm. show works. Mm -hmm. Um, oh boy. Yeah. It goes hard. It goes real hard with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, there, when I was rewatching it recently, there was a mm-hmm. twist towards the end I had completely forgotten about, mm-hmm. and just completely fucking blindsided me again. I was like, <laughs> I can't believe they did that. Oh my god, yeah, it it, it hurts. If it's the one yeah. I'm thinking of, yeah, it probably uh, is. having to forgive Sherio. Yep, yep, yep. And the fact that it's that, and also has the Susie episode. <laughs> Yeah, it, the Susie episode is the Susie episode is so fucking amazing. It's so good. It's, it, that's just like fully Cooley Heights. Yeah, easy, just like easy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I completely love this show. And cool. Whatnot. Brett, who's next? Polly. Yo. One. Can I yeah, do right? one more thing about Little yeah, Witch? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When I was watching, I was like, I forgot how hard they had gone on the kind of magic equals animation metaphor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I had the dumbest thought. I said to myself, oh, so if, if animation is magic, then the villain should be 3D8 CG animation. <laughs> and then I realized it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> the villain is technology. I was like, oh, right. <laughs> I'm a dummy. You're they, finally they totally get, you finally got the deep metaphor. In Little Witch Academia. Yep. Took like three years. Three fucking years later. Well, it just gets obfuscated by the fucking <laughs> football shit. Yeah, the, the dumb football shit. <laughs> just don't even remember that chunk of it, so I, I'm not, I can't get bad. I need to rewatch it. 
<laughs> Polly, what Yo, is your number eight? So, a lot of the time, anime really sucks at being funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, not Kanasuba! Not Kanasuba! <laughs> Kanasuba <laughs> is really good. So. It's real good at being funny. Uh, consistently laugh out loud funny with a set of characters who are the most lovable fucking assholes in the world, and they're just complete assholes to one another at all <laughs> times, and it just worked. I don't know how they can have these characters that have this one-dimensional... Tra- like, they are so one-dimensional. All of these characters are just <laughs> brilliantly written tropes, but uh-huh. they keep hammering the same jokes and making them work every time, and I laugh every time, yeah. and I don't fucking know why it works. <laughs> what I've noticed about a lot of anime comedies is that the funniest episodes tend to be the introductions where mm-hmm. they're first introducing a character and their their single trope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Konosuba... Yeah, go ahead, Rhett. Yeah, Konosuba rushes through that so fast. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Darkness shows up in, like, episode three or two or three. Konosuba like, gets into... Like, yeah. like, it gets through, like, the, the, the introduction and the trope stuff because... It all like it is smart and confident enough to know that it is already funny when it's when it's got things to do like yeah. it's got things it's got other things that the the characters can do inside those tropes that make it fucking funny. Yeah, mm. like the the humor in that is usually the characters interacting with each other. Yes, so they get the introductions out of the way as quick as possible, and then and then it starts getting really funny. Yeah, once they start bouncing <laughs> off each other. Purifying the lake with the alligators. I... Purification, purification, purification. <laughs> Aqua is so good. Aqua She's is so funny. She is the best incompetent goddess in the world. <laughs> like her powers being a complete fucking joke is the best. But they're good at times. They, yeah, they're good at times, and like, and every time her powers are complete garbage. It's the most perfectly comedically timed bullshit I've ever seen in my like. They know how to make it work every single time. Yeah. When I, so this was another show I rewatched, which is going to be a theme. Uh, I'd forgotten about the alligator lake scene John is describing. <laughs> what also killed me about that scene, though, is then they take she gets traumatized. So they take her back, and she's still in the cage. Yeah, and she doesn't want to leave. So everyone in town is just like, safe outside the cage." Every everyone in town is just like, "What the fuck? They're dragging this girl in a cage." <laughs> it's so good. Like I just consistently laughed out loud at this show, and like I know that the movie is coming to uh, Crunchyroll soon. Yeah, cannot oh, yeah. wait. I saw it in theaters. I am re- I am renewing my Crunchyroll subscription just for that movie. God, it might be today. Yeah, it actually might be. <laughs> well, let's keep I going. I was so pumped podcast. for that too. I was just like, more Konosuba, more Konosuba. Oh God, it's such man. Yeah. We need more. Give us a season two, please, or, or season what, three. What, season three. I meant season three. Okay, it's not today. It's March 25th. March not, 25th. Okay. Not okay. 10 days. All right. I was like, I thought it ended with a five, but it's, okay, it's not today. Mm. March 35th. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't uh, think anybody here at the table is going to disagree, Connoisseur, but no, absolutely belongs it's, on the it's list. It's very funny. It's so good. So fucking funny. Like it. And it's so confident about its humor. Like, I, I feel, maybe a bit too confident. Maybe at a times. bit. Maybe a bit. Yeah. <laughs> 
like, when I see anime go for humor a lot, I don't feel that there's that kind... Like, there's just a genuine... Oh. Like, there's a genuine stride behind Konosuba's humor that I feel is coming from a, a legit place of people that are actually <laughs> funny and not people trying to just mimic what they think is funny. Um, whereas Konosuba is... Yeah. It knows what's funny and it knows how to be funny. It's just very confident. That's what I get out of that show and that's why I appreciate its humor so much. I think there's just kind of a rhythm to Japanese humor a lot of the time where the joke is explaining the joke that this doesn't do. Yeah, and we do that all the time, which we, which, which means we <laughs> should we should totally fucking enjoy Japanese humor, given, no. that, given that that's like a been our entire <laughs> shtick from day one is explain the fucking joke. <laughs> yep. But I also think Konosuba, when I was reading watching it, I was like, man, this is a lot more sexual than I remember. Oh yeah, it's it's a very uh, horny. Th- there are no show. bras in that universe. No, there aren't. <laughs> Everybody's just swinging around. <laughs> and I just and then, I, I feel that other than one instance, I don't feel that they're yeah. ever too gratuitous. Like I think that like the sex is used in the show, and it's always used as a conduit for humor uh, most of the time. Yeah, we but never the, do. There's episode nine in the first season yeah. that just it's, it's it bad. comes out of fucking nowhere. I realized it, yeah. Where it's just like funny show, funny show, funny show. He's in a brothel now, and I'm like, wait, what uh, the fuck? And like everybody's naked, and it's weird and rapey in ways that are very uncomfortable. Yeah. It's 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 the one slide I can put against that show. Is episode nine of season one is just mm-hmm. grody. I got got a couple bad, got a little bit of bad news about the movie. Yeah, I've heard a couple of things. Yeah. I really like darkness. She's so darkness, ridiculous. Darkness is fucking insane. They fucking like, tie her to the back of the cart. That's in season the best two. one. That's the and she's all for it. Isn't she the one that recommends it? I'm pretty sure yeah, she's like, I'm tie me up sure and drag me behind the wagon. <laughs> yeah, she works because she's into it 99 percent of the time. Yeah, yeah, it's totally fine, guys. She loves it. Like, she's standing before a crowd of monsters and somebody, like, shoots a rope and she jumps in front of the rope Jump so that in. she becomes the one bound. <laughs> oh. Cherish darkness. We fucking love you, Konosuba. Absolutely. All right. I need to reorder my list right now. <laughs> yep, that's, that's my number eight. Uh, Brett, I guess. Okay. So uh, Konosuba starts with the guy who is in Earth, you know, Japan, mm-hmm. modern day Japan, and he mm-hmm. dies. Mm-hmm. Well, he and then so uh, my show also starts with a character who's in random Sword Art Online. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, it's the the other the other good isekai. Mm-hmm. Re Zero Art Online. <laughs> no, Re Zero <laughs> starting life in another world. Oh. I meant to watch this prior to yeah. us being able to do this episode, but I mm-hmm. it's just been too busy. I, I yeah, absolutely I, I am watching this, not though. not feeling like watching anything for the last week or so. Yeah, I absolutely am so, going to watch this. Yeah, so do, do you know the premise of this show, Polly? Because I mentioned it. Like, not at all, but explain it. Okay, uh, this is the Majora's Mask anime. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, okay, okay. So that's basically all you need to know, where this guy... All of a sudden, he's just in another world. He doesn't actually die. He just closes his eyes, and now he's, he's in, in fantasy another, land. Yeah, yeah. He's like, what the fuck? And then and then he dies. Mm. And then he opens his eyes, and he's back in fantasy land. He's like, what? That's not how this works. That's <laughs> pretty that sure. Was that a dream? And then he realizes, no, I keep dying. 
Oh. And I keep respawning back where I was. That's not good. That that's bad. It's so it's just this really gripping action drama of this guy trying to work his way through increasingly completely fucked odds against him. Mm. Like the lengths the show goes to to let you know just how bad things are. Yeah. How fucking absolutely world ending <laughs> shatteringly bad his situation is to escape alive with everybody he cares about also alive. It's just, it's unreal. Like, this has easily some, like, my favorite episodes of the decade. Ooh. Oh. Like, it's kind of an, an up I went and down. all this time not knowing the premise of the show, I just realized. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, it's really good. All right. Like, all maybe right. some of the parts are a little slow, where it's, but, like, when it goes for it, it goes really, really hard. That's, mm. yeah, yeah. And there's, like, a second season coming in April, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, like, this is a perfect time for me to actually watch yeah. ReZero. In, like, half a year, then you can watch the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, they took, like, five years to make a second season. Isn't uh, Sean Shiplock the and main... I was, just, I was literally just about to say, yeah, Sean Shiplock, uh, Reen from Trails of Cold Steel, in English, plays Subaru, the main character in this. And he and threw up. About... He threw up doing one of the vocal screen, doing one of the screamy scenes. Apparently, you know what? I believe it because he mentioned a scene where like he's not the focus; he's just in the background screaming for yeah. like fifty seconds. Yeah, that's that. I knew exactly which scene he was talking about when he said that, and I went back and watched it. Oh wow! It's just yeah, off mic stuff is a lot. <laughs> where it's... yeah, so it's just him. I don't want to. I don't want to describe the scene, but yeah, it's startling voice performances in both Japanese and English in this show. It's kind of like that. Um, in that one Higurashi OVA where uh, Rika decides to just bully Satoko and beats the shit out of her with a chair. <laughs> that literal screaming she does sounds like legitimate uh, child abuse, and it's the most haunting uh, thing I've ever heard in my life. This is maybe a little more anime over the top than that. Luckily, mm, yeah, because like yeah, the Satoko stuff was oh god. I feel yeah. bad. The other thing I noticed watching parts of this in English is that Subaru is also kind of this huge nerd mm. because he will just he will like drop anime references like on a dime oh, and wow. like everyone around him is just like what, what are you doing dude you're such a dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> like it's more I think it's just more obvious in English when it's like a little cringy. Yeah, when he's like yeah. such a nerd. Yeah. But then again, when the show goes for it, it it goes hard. Also it has many cute girls in it. Mm-hmm. It's got Rem, so... I'm, prob- I'm probably going to notice all of these girls once I actually watch this show, because no, I feel like this really is... Just... I feel like it's this really... is a show... I feel like this is a show where a lot of girls have been across my timeline, and I just didn't know what they were from. I think it's actually really just Rem, mm. the blue hair girl. Okay. The maid one. She fucking got spammed for, like, a year straight... I remember her very well. Yeah, so yeah. when I watched the show the first time, I was like, well, obviously she's not the best one, because mm. I was just kind of grumpy about how popular <laughs> she was. And then rewatching it this time, I was like, she's really good, though, actually. I really like her. <laughs> I need to watch this fucking show. Yep, yeah. yep, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch cool. it. I'm very excited for season two. Nice. Because I like... I- 
So, like, I almost didn't want to put this on my list because I like shows that are finished. Yeah, that's a big thing for me, too. That's the one. Mm -hmm. I think they end this in a very good place Mm -hmm. where it feels like a complete journey, but it's obviously not actually the complete journey. Mm -hmm. Where it's still, like, a looking forward kind of ending. Yeah. So, uh, John, you got a number seven? Konosuba! Yo! (laughs) That's a very good show. It's very good and very funny. Remember the alligators? (laughs) (laughs) Explosion! Explosion! God, Megaman is such a treasure. I just want to pick her up and give her hugs for the rest of her life because she deserves them. It's weird when you realize that that show is literally about people that are dead. You have to think of, wow, how did poor Megaman die? She's obviously obviously having... a regular world. It's a regular other world. Right. And then he got reincarnated into it. Not everybody that's in the other world was reincarnated into it from a different plane. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. There's one other character that's explicitly also from Earth. The kid with the holy sword. Yeah. But not everybody is, like, from Earth. I just... Yeah. Megaman comes Mm. from, like, a clan of crimson demons. Oh, weird. Like, or mage clan. Weird. I just assumed that everybody was dead, and that's how they got there. (laughs) Oh, no. That's way darker. I think I, I like that take a little better. I think it, I think it adds a little weight. Oh well, look at that! I was wrong about a show that I like. Now everybody gets to make fun of me for not truly understanding. Glorious now you're lowering it on the in your rankings. Yeah, now course, it's now. literally going to be a six on my anime list now. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I lower from a six to a five. I think. Yeah. Hey, hey, remember the frogs? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I noticed about the frogs? They do what? it at the start of season one, mm-hmm. like in episode two, mm-hmm. where it's like Megaman. I'm not even sure if it's Megaman that time. It might just be Aqua. I think it was getting just eaten by Aqua. the frog. But then they do it again at the start of season two. Yeah, specifically, specifically when darkness isn't there, because <laughs> yeah. she'd enjoy it. Yeah, they exclude her specifically. <laughs> she would love Vorfrogs. because she would like it. There's so many. She never actually gets what she wants. No, she doesn't. That's the best part. <laughs> So, like, they do a throwback in a clever way, though. And then that, uh, like, the judge girl who oh, keeps yeah. wanting to be a prisoner yeah. also gets in on the frog action. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, so, John, do you have more to say about Konosuba? Nope, it's the fucking rules. Okay, yeah. Well, well, well like, the, um, the, there, I, I formed a little bit of an emotional connection with it, I think, because mm-hmm. there's this, this sort of vibe of just kind of like these four schlubs. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just all kind of awful. It's and in, it's endearing. Family. It's endearing yeah. in that way. Cuz cuz they are they are like a little family. Yeah. And the way that they the way they rib on each other and the way that they're they also have each other's backs. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, they're very good friends but I don't think they would truly abandon each other. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they frequently joke about abandoning Aqua. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like there's a there's a sort of like it's it's so anti the S Isekai power fantasy. Yeah. Where oh yeah. They're just getting shit on constantly. Yeah, like like the things and when things go right for them, it either is twisted in some way or is not going to last for long. Mm-hmm. Like they had and their own house and it's like that's gonna last for a little bit, but you know we're gonna flush that down the toilet. <laughs> 
<laughs> the, the little financial, all, all the like very banal financial anxieties and whatnot. Yeah, yeah like, like the very real things that they're dealing with that us normal people <laughs> have to deal with, like rent. <laughs> <laughs> and then Aqua blowing their money on bullshit. <laughs> John can relate. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all just like. Th- that part of it, I think, it, that's like sort of quietly very subversive. Where like, yeah. probably even something like ReZero is sort of about upholding the coolness of the protag, even from, even it, like how they triumph. App st- where it's not like Sword Art Online, where they're just effortlessly cool from the get go, but they like build up to them triumphing over these really substantial odds. Yeah. Um, whereas Konosuba doesn't really even do that. <laughs> it doesn't just... even pretend to. And, and it makes and it makes all of their successes that they do have feel like feel feel very nice. They're, it's they're just, important yeah. wins, like they're big wins. Like they actually feel like like yeah, okay, they deserved that. They got a win. Good for them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel unearned. They don't just luck into uh. something. Like they actually kind of have to put forth the effort and fail most of the time. But that one time they do win, good good on them. <laughs> it's just nice. So, yeah. so that part of it yeah. felt very like kind of wholesome in a way. Yeah, yeah. And, which you know contrasts with a lot of the show. That's <laughs> yeah, because I would not yeah. call that show wholesome in any other way. No. <laughs> yeah, when yeah, they right. get victories at the end of both seasons, like it feels earned because they are dealing with such <laughs> yeah. kind of a limited tool set, but working together in clever ways. Yeah. yeah. They don't just get every ability in episode one like some other shows. Uh. <laughs> Do wielding. <laughs> Uh, John's thinking of Sword Art Online. I'm thinking of the Slime Show and others. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, no, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of fucking Sal, as always. Yeah, of course. You're always, always thinking of Sal. Always thinking about fucking Sal. <laughs> Polly, Yo, what's your number seven? My number seven better not be my number six. Uh oh. Uh oh. I don't think we we'll have that issue. I don't even think you've seen this one. I know me and oh. Rhett have. Uh, Sora no Woto. Ooh, nice. This Great. Is, this was this decade? Yep. Right it was 2010 start. January. Right at the it, start. Right, right yeah. at the yeah. fucking start. Because I remember I remember this being in the in the 2010 John, teenage John that yeah. just started becoming friends and just going over all, oh, pouring wow. over all the all the various Sox media being like, oh, we'll put that on the list. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll do the, to, get to that one eventually. And then I never did. And then never did. Ten years later, you still haven't. Still haven't. Nope. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, but this is like, what if cute girls, but in a dark, uncomfortable situation, and it's the first time I was really kind of exposed to that slice of life formula where it had like mm-hmm. kind of this dark tinge to it. Unless you count like, I don't think Manabi Straight really counts because this is like this is that one was way lighter. Yeah, like know? Sora no Woto is like literal like this is war and it's kind of bad, but this is a it's show. war in the end of the world yeah it's, it's just war not it's just not quite girls last door yet yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's just not it, it hasn't reached that point but we're heading there if we don't yeah. correct course um and, and like manabi straight is more like okay well, our school's shutting down but it's not the end of the world uh yeah. things are kind of crappy but well it's it's no it, it doesn't compare to the things that these girls kind of have to and this is a show that's just very much like you know, you have to make your own happiness in kind of a screwed up situation. And mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those shows with just like, oh, hey, these characters are really good and sweet and good. You, you want to give them hugs because they don't deserve to be in war. Um, and the way they kind of tie that whole, like, uh, Kanata wanting to be a bugler and, like, what that means during, like, that time of war. 
Um, like, you know, like all the times that they play Amazing Grace, you know, like they kind of make those moments stick. Um, and they kind of just, re they're burned into my mind, really. Um, but it's just a, a cast of really great characters that you're going to watch every episode and just be delighted with because they're such wonderful people and they're just trying to make the best of a shitty situation and in some cases some real shitty pasts or things that they have to deal with and it's just, man, it's just real good. It's just real good slice of life that had tackled that kind of idea mm -hmm. in a way that I'd never seen it done before. So, Polly, what, when's the last time you watched this show? Oh, God, probably like four yeah. years ago. Oh, God. You know, I was going to say something. What's the the long kind of dark blue hair girl? What's her name again? I forget. I'm totally I'm blanking farting. on the name. I know her, though. Her, her voice is so good, I realized. Yeah, yeah. It's really husky in a way I for, kind of forgot about. It's like, oh, man, oh. that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> she just doesn't sound like your kind of standard anime girl. No, not at all. She's very, yeah, um, yeah like, like she's got that kind of. Rio. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I just. Hey, Rio, God, why didn't I think it? I like it was right there. I knew it was like no, something simple, but I. Was, I watched the show like a month ago. I should have remembered it faster. Yeah, that's that is a good point. Um, yeah, that show's just real good. Yeah, like, it's really good. Yeah, like it's warm like, in all the best ways. Like you, you like seeing these characters come together and bonding the way they are, and you know, in some cases, dealing with their own bullshit and having to kind of like learn to face life on their own mm -hmm. and, and things like that. It's really just. Man, this is really good, top to bottom. Like, and it didn't really go anywhere, unfortunately. Like, it kind of just fizzled out among the uh, uh, oh. the, the Moe Blob era, I guess is what you would call yeah. it. Um, this kind of came I mean, out in that era. It just never was popular. It's yeah. it's an original property that was created during like like it was a block of shows back uh, in like yeah. 2008 to 2012. I want to say where they were just doing nothing but original content, and unfortunately, a lot of them just kind of didn't take off uh, but i think that block still exists but i'm not Noitama? entirely sure yeah yeah like it yeah but yeah like i think that like of all the shows that i've seen from oh, it, right, this, right. this is the best show that i've seen from it um but yeah like I, I don't think any of the shows that have come out of that have really taken off unfortunately but it's it's it was a really cool initiative i like that we can yeah. create things we can create new anime from from from, from non-existing properties. Is, yeah. is a, it's something that I really admired about this. It's not something that like, oh, now I have to go read the manga or something. Like, <laughs> you watch this and you get a nice full narrative um, from start to finish, and yeah. uh, I think it's got a really satisfying conclusion. And then there's an extra episode at the end and if you're watching it now. And we don't even bother with that because it's kind of crappy. I think the D the DVDs that really? I, I think the DVDs I have of it actually just put that. Uh, in chronologically into where it's supposed to be. Yeah, there's so twelve episodes aired on TV originally, and then seven point five and thirteen came yeah. out on DVD. Thirteen is good. Though. Thirteen is good. Uh, seven point five is like, oh hey, it's the the swimsuit episode. It's not actually swimsuits, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's the same thing. It, it's a fun filler episode. Yeah, it's it's. Mean. I'm saying thirteen was good, really though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's number seven, Sora no Woto. Yep. Fantastic. Cool. What's so next? I've got a number seven. You got a number seven? Yep. What's so this two? is going to be curveball because this is one I did not recently rewatch. Oh. Oh, shit. Oh. So it's I didn't tweet about it at all. Oh, damn. And it, the, the title is a mouthful. Oh, here we okay. go. Here we go. 
Watamote, no matter how you look at it, it's you guys' fault I'm not popular. <laughs> Man, that show's real good. It's really good. It's very hard to just digest anything about the show because it's I've never had a show hit me it's like, oh, that's me. That's, like, that's me on the screen there. Yeah, much. I, you, that show is a show where when we watched it, I felt called out a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, man, that's that's uncomfortable. Oh, boy. It's a show about this high school girl with high, with severe social anxiety, basically. Yeah. And it's just, it's always just a little bit too real. And she's like, it just walks that line. She's trying to have this perfect high school life and every episode centers on kind of a scheme at achieving that perfect high school life or achieving the popularity that she wants. And Oh boy, girls got some real (laughs) bad ideas and, and even worse execution in, in, in some degrees. I always felt weirded out when people say that they relate to her because I think that she's actually kind of a shitty person. Um, some of the uh-huh. thi- like, like the so way I still relate to her. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think that you are shitty in some of the ways that I think that Tomoko is. Um, uh, the way she kind of looks at her friends uh, or the people that are close to her, and the ca- way she kind of like, eh, like I I don't think that I don't know. I think high school me was totally bad. To be fair, oh oof. But like, I get weirded out when it's, just like, when it's adults that saying that they relate to her. Like, if you still relate to that, I think oh, maybe yeah. that's I don't kind of her now. yeah, like that's kind of a fucking problem, and that's kind of the the, the way that I see people normally talk about relating okay. to her is that like, oh, that's so me right now, and like, wow, I hope not because you you are somebody <laughs> I never want to have an interaction with. <laughs> I just but, understood like looking at the popular click and being like. Tch bunch of fucking phonies yeah Fuck yeah like that's, you know, that's 100 totally 100 understandable i think that show is um and knowing where the manga goes i know that things do get better for her as she goes huh. so she does start mm-hmm. kind of learning from these mistakes and kind of like it's like the girl says at the end of the show that you know she's gonna get it she's gonna eventually blossom into a normal person yeah um and, like, one of the most striking parts of that show comes from the introduction where, like, she's chained up and she's, like, struggling against the chains and just screaming, but <sighs> nothing's coming out. And I think that that's one of the most striking visuals and it says everything about the show that needs to be said. It's, it's like, well, like, ever since, like, the first time we saw that show and, like, that, that, that part of the intro always just stuck with me is that's a really, really good piece of art. And I'm glad that got put in there because it really says everything you need to say about the kind of anxieties and, and social mm-hmm. uh, and, and being socially inept. Like it really speaks to what that really feels like It literally does feel like being chained up, trying to break out and screaming with yeah. nothing coming out. Like that's such a good visual. Cool. Yeah, I think this show just kind of helped me kind of understand some of my own hang-ups and be like, oh, this is you know, kind of la- because... laughing at yourself in <laughs> yeah. a funny way. Yeah, like the fucking, the first episode where it's literally trying to go into a restaurant by yourself and then <laughs> other people you know are there and it's like, well, now I have to concoct a solid snake plan to get out. <laughs> Holy fuck, big relate! <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, I do like that in the anime, at least, there is there is still that glimmer of hope like that she's getting a little bit better by the end. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's not as far along as the manga obviously got. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I really like that show. Yeah, like they, like I can see how a lot of people bounced off of it and how a lot of people felt like it's making fun of, but I it really like it really felt like it was coming from a better place than that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like Tomoko is almost a comedically cartoonish depiction of some of the things yeah. that she has to deal with. Uh, but I think that that's kind of like how you have to approach it in order for it to work because you can't, yeah. like we said a lot, like you can't actually bully her and make that show work. You can't make her break down and cry and be depressed because <laughs> it would be, it would be mental torture to watch. So there has to be a comedic yeah. element there and you have to be able to grab onto that and be able to look at yourself and be realistic and kind of yeah. laugh at it and just be like, That's yeah, why it works. I it's get because it. She's like, a real exaggerated version of yeah. some real problems. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I've always liked is that she's really horny. And yeah. she's also really, she's also yeah. really straight, which you just don't see in anime that yeah. much. She's super horny, super straight. And I think that that's awesome. There's like an episode where she gets a voice actor. She likes <laughs> to record a line. So good. I love this. <laughs> and she has him say something like, just mess me up. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> And then her dad, like, walks in on her listening to it. It's a lot. It's... Oh, God. That, that was it. That was where I dipped, actually. <laughs> oh. Was that like... I was like... She was waiting in line, getting super anxious on what to get the voice actor yeah. to say, and freaking out. And then I was just... I just, like, paused it, and then I never unpaused it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wait a minute. Not not because I like oh this person's gross not not because of that it's just like the situation is just too much it's really right uncomfortable <laughs> this is too much for me right now yeah this is not actually a show I would recommend for John because I think there's just different personality to, uh, yeah you have yeah. to kind of relate to her a little bit I think yeah mm-hmm. yeah like like John is much more of an extrovert yeah yeah ah oh, that's so funny to <laughs> <laughs> someone say. <gasps> <laughs> We're working on a very generous like sliding scale here <laughs> on the Slack's cast. So, yeah, John's the extrovert. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, but 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 yeah, like actually, like like having that honesty about teenage horniness, I think is it kind of another thing that kind of makes the show feel a little more authentic and work. Um, yeah. It's like, it's like other shows that have kind of dealt with that, like Psychono dealt with like teenage sexuality and in, in an honest way. And I think that like, yeah, like teenagers are going to be horny. They're going to be weird about it because they don't know what sex is. They haven't done it. So it's just like, yeah, it's going to be fucking weird. And I like that like shows like that can tackle that in an honest way and not like, make it be some mean-spirited thing. It's just like, yeah, sex is real awkward when you're a teenager. Cool. Yeah, Watamode is so, great. Yeah. Good ass choice. So I think we have another listener list. We do. For Polly to read this Yo, time. Yeah, we have a listener list coming in from our good pal and Soxcast artist, Sayara. And he says, Hello, this is the three I have chosen. I don't think I want to say in this order. However, here it is. So, I'm not going to read these in the order that they're here, just so they're oh, not in a, just just so they're not in an order. Because he doesn't want them to be in necessarily in order. I will read them out of order. So, the first is 
Ano himita hana no namai wo bokutachi wa mada shiranai. Oh, oh it's Anohana, the, the flower. Yeah, this is Anohana. Yeah. I didn't watch this. I wanted to watch this, but then it's like, oh, how sad am I right now? Do I want to be uh, sadder? Uh, probably it's not. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a heartwarming, bittersweet story between friends experiencing loss, experiencing loss in their own ways. I am also a huge sucker for depressing media. Yeah, this is very. Okay, I was mixing it up. I was mixing it up with Akunohana, which Sayara also no, makes, no. which is Flowers of Evil. Oh, this is flower. Anohana. This is Anohana. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, next one is Ishukan Friends or One Week Friends. Text slice of life story with cute Can't cast. Can't. And add a very unusual problem into the mixture, and then you have the most heartwarming ending song in history, and the essential that this essentially sums up this anime for me. The story is kind of bittersweet, but still feels very heartwarming. I've not heard of that one at all. Have either of you watched yeah, that one? I I haven't, sadly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this next one, I'm pretty sure everybody's heard of. Everybody knows this one. Yuru Camp, laid back camp. Or Hidamari Sketch, but camping instead of doing art. The anime yeah, has, to, much. has to be the most cozy, warm thing I've watched in a long time. And while it, and while it Yuri baits the act of having two female characters act friendly and the idea that they should be dating uh, a bit, it does not feel too forced. Watching it leaves me feel nice and warm and calm. Uh, yeah, like, uh, this is where the blanky monster came from, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. The blanky, <laughs> yeah. The blanky monster is all I know about uh, Yuru Camp, and I think it's cute. I, they go camping. That's literally the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's very cute, and it does the kind of dual protagonist thing very well. Oh, neat, neat, neat. Uh, and he closes with the familiar, Scribble I shall, leaving no clarity. That is law for us, Sayara. That's a good cool. list. That's a good list. Good list. Big old, big old good list. So, John, I believe you got a number six. <sighs> well, thank you for not making your number seven my number six, like you did made your number eight and whatnot. <laughs> um, <laughs> instead, you made it your uh, number nine. Uh, my number six is The Place Further Than the Universe. Yo, nice. <laughs> nice. I figured there's going to be a lot of crossover in these yeah. episodes. There's, there's going to be a little bit. We're, sure. not, we're not quite as... Um, Especially me and Paula, we haven't watched as like wide a spread. Like I've actually got a, a lot, a number of honorable mentions we can get to later oh, that yeah, are like yeah. that I don't think y'all have watched that mm-hmm. I really recommend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot, but a lot of the big ones are are the are the sort of crossover socks cast approved ones. Um, this show, I think this show is perfect. Yeah, like, yeah. it's perfect. Like, it's, it's perfect, just... and it's my number six. <laughs> 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 Look, man, that's this... a callback. Damn. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying it was your number six. That's confused. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's true. It. Um, but it just completely nails every note it needs to. It's yeah. very warm. It uh, the girls are real people. Yeah. And then it lands the lands the comedy notes the way it needs to. It lands the story the way it needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, I just it's just a great story. Yeah. It's just. I really like it. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, this show's really hard to talk about. I'm not, gonna, I'm not doing that to myself again. I'm just not saying um, a word. Yeah, it's just, just like this is the wound is still fresh for me in this show. So talking about it, like, if you had talked to me like three days after I finished Trails in the Sky the Third, you would get the same kind of reaction. Oh, like, it's hard for me to talk about that show and not get it all bubbling up. 
Mm-hmm. It's not like there's a there's it's not like there's this huge get. It's this nice little premise. Yeah, and it just sees it through exactly how it needs to. Like, it's, that that's kind of like my big takeaway. Like thinking about it is just like, oh, this is just a really good story. <laughs> yeah, like just start to finish. It's just a story. It's not trying to uh-huh. be. There's anything. no bullshit. Yeah, there's no bullshit. There's not a moment wasted. Every episode is important. Every like mm-hmm. every little point is addressed. Like it's so fucking it's not like this is the episode we had to include so we could be marketable right right there's none of that Mm -hmm. it's just yeah Yeah. i just very much love it yes absolutely probably yeah probably probably should be noted that this is this is another anime original yes where it wasn't based on anything putting it yeah that's a good note i'm a big big proponent of that as we've said yeah originals are really good yeah Mm -hmm. i mean not that not that they're really good in general they can be really good though. Yeah, like, like I feel that they have a lot of about, they have a yeah. lot of potential because they're not shackled to what could be mediocre content. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And like in a show like this, I think they just directly paste it to how many episodes they had, so like everything just fits into its place so perfectly. Yeah. It's not like cuz they're not kind of chap- chopping down manga chapters to fit into episodes. Yeah. They're just writing these episodes as they see fit. Yeah, like you have you have more of a through line to be able to tell a coherent, cohesive story when you don't have to be shackled to a format. Yeah. Good shit. Uh, so I oh, got a number, what's your number six. I got a number six. My number six is Shigatsu wa Kimi no Uso or Your Lie in April. Mm. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> this is a lot of hard to talk about whew, shows right now. It's a, this is another feelsy show. This is, uh, I mean, the tragic romantic story aside, um, the thing that I take Spoiler. the the thing <laughs> the thing that I take most from this that I think goes above and beyond that it, mm-hmm. this sh- this is a show about tackling uh, the issues of uh, the various ways in which we express ourselves, and it's obviously using music as the you know in the in its most literal metaphoric sense, but I think that it's more than just that like i think that this show is a real examination and how oh man okay <laughs> oh this show also deals with a lot of trauma uh as our main character is fairly traumatized from the death of his mother and the kind of things that she had kind of impressed upon him and like the way that that's gotten warped into his mind and how he approaches music now and then this ray of sunshine enters his life and she brightens everything up and throws a completely different flavor into that. Um, and the show is a lot of him trying to come to terms with his mom and the thing the new ray of sunshine is trying to teach you. And man, it's real. Man, this show's a lot. <laughs> hey, Rhett, talk, this about whole episode is just... talk about the show. Oh my God. Uh... <laughs> It's a lot. <laughs> uh, it starts with a lie. Yeah, a lie in April. There's a lie. It's told. very literal. It's very li- It's very literal about the lie being told in April. Um, yeah. And when you find out what that means, it's also just like, oh man. Uh. <laughs> oh. We like shows that make us cry a lot. Okay. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, we do. Um. But uh, I, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> uh, it's okay to just say you like it and move on. <laughs> I I like this show a lot, and I think that you know, 
yeah, Boy, more people. I'll be honest, survive. I didn't expect this one quite so high from you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, maybe I thought you kind of watched it in a weird way because it was like that stream somebody was doing. Yeah, we watched it uh, sort of like in an anime club way where somebody was streaming mm. it and then a bunch of us would get in a chat room and watch it. And it's just yeah. like, boy, uh, you ever heard the term not a dry eye in the house when the, those last two... <laughs> the, when those la- like, it is a show where up for like the first 10 or 11 episodes, people are talking. We're you know just generally yakking back and forth. <laughs> we're watching the show, but we're talking. And then you get to that last half and then, like, the chat starts tapering off a little more and a little <laughs> more and literally dead silent for the last two episodes. And, like, when when it's over, when the final credit rolls, it's just like, who's going to be the first to break the silence and how, <laughs> and how is it not just a crying emoji? It probably was a crying it emoji. It probably was. It probably was. Uh, this show is just, again, this, this is another one of those, this is just a really good story told over the course of, like, 24 episodes or something. Um, yeah, it hits all the points that it needs to. It has just amazing character writing. Like these characters are so good and near and dear to my heart. Um, and and what the ending leaves you with is just uh, it's really powerful. Uh, a lot of like not only just you know from like I said the tragic romance, um, but what it's saying about moving past your own trauma and and just. Be good to people. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's not that hard. Uh, be somebody's light. <laughs> be the light for somebody. Somebody might need it. It's always a good thing. Always a good thing. It's a good show. Hey! Somebody <laughs> else. Uh, Rhett, you got <laughs> yeah. number six. So, uh, John. Yeah? Polly's not the only one you got. <laughs> oh, no. My number six is Sora Nowoto. <laughs> Sound of the Sky. <laughs> So I remember when we did a, you know, top cartoons list on SMPS. This was on there. It's like my number ten of all time. Oh wow! And I'm sticking by it. The show's still really good. Yeah, it's cool. it's yeah. Oh, the, can I mention the soundtrack? Is the so soundtrack good. is divine. The soundtrack is like perfect. The characters are all really great. Like everyone starts as kind of these archetypes, like kind of yeah, the Sumire, the the cold one, and then. Once you learn about them and why they are that way, they totally make they sense. They make sense. Kind of always, but they it, also it grow. They also grow from. Yeah. They grow from those archetypes. Like that is the seed that is uh-huh. planted. But they grow from that and become so much better because of it. Yeah. When I first watched the show, I watched the entire thing in one day. Yeah, on like, I remember you telling me that, yeah. and then we watched it together not long after that. So you like God, shotgunned that show twice. Yeah. A shotgun. <laughs> uh, what was interesting about watching it again recently is that I was able to work in the newer episodes, 7.5 and 13. Mm-hmm. And 7.5, it's like, it's not a great episode, but it does kind of actually fill fits. in. It fits what, the, like, the, there's a time, there's a little jump in time between 7 and 8. There's just this kind of subplot about them brewing liquor at yeah. the place. Yeah. That is kind of inconsequential overall. Yeah. But like having 7.5 where it is and having kind of to find out about that, then it makes it make much more sense. Yeah. So it's, it's like, okay, it's one of those things I forgot about after watching the show, like nine years later, it's also got the best episode of the decade about needing to take a piss. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. That's- this show's not perfect. Look, it's... I it's think weird. It's, I, I the think shows it's, like, uh, 
it's further than the universe where we'll be like, that show's perfect, then Sword of it's not perfect. It's not perfect, but it's still really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one that always... So the, what stands out to me about this is where Girls Last Tour is kind of its counterpart, I think. Yeah. Where that is military girls in a world that is done. Yeah. And this one is kind of military girls in a world that might be done. Yeah. There is still that glimmer of hope. Yeah. They haven't given up. Yeah. And I think, given things recently, I kind of wanted to give the nod to the more slightly more to positive the, show. The slightly more positive show, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, the main, one of the main themes in this one is like, the them kind of figuring out that life has no meaning, so you have to take what you can from it and like, give it your own meaning. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. literally the episode about it's, it's this, this show that is literally make your own happiness in a world that's not happy. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, particularly resonant right now. Yeah. Yeah. That show's really <laughs> that, that show's fantastic. They're doing their best. Yeah. They're doing their best. So, so uh, uh, you got, got another listener list. You got to close out the episode okay. with uh, a listener list for us, I guess? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I meant to do this when we were pre- kind of doing the pre-banter stuff that's mm-hmm. not in the podcast. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If I do a whisper like this, does it sound as a whisper? Y- yeah. Okay. Uh, it's just this... The email comes in and it has a part that's written in really small font. Uh-huh. So I want to whisper that part. You'll understand why in a second. Okay. okay. Uh, this listener list comes in from Rock Grumbler. Yo, he's the guy. He's that, got a. He hosts our RSS feed. Nice. <laughs> this is a top three anime of the decade that is definitely three shows and definitely all from this decade. <laughs> okay. Number one. Number one, Polar Bears Cafe. 2012. Oh, wow. A slice of life anime based around a Canadian polar bear running a cafe in Japan. <laughs> it's lighthearted and has a very endearing art style. The humor is corny, the soundtrack is jaunty, there's a ton of food porn. There's also a weird string of episodes dedicated to learning how to make perfect coffee with a tree kangaroo. <laughs> this, this, I've heard good things about this show, honestly. I have like, it seems like a very. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next paragraph. This anime hit me at a time when I really needed something life-redeeming. I imported the Japanese manga, tried and failed to learn Japanese, and imported multiple soundtracks. I, I will probably never love an anime as much as this one. Wow. That's uh, some pretty high praise there. Okay. Number two, Mushishi. Oh. 2014, oh. sort of, because I think there was a... There was one I think in... this was a sequel to yeah. the show. This, from is, yeah. this is a sequel. Mm. Yeah. Mushishi's okay. really good. This anime... Cool. This anime has a beautiful and uniquely slow-paced style. It's sent around a medieval Japanese vagrant who wanders around Japan and cures people of infections which are ultimately caused by ghostly germs of one kind or another. It's a weird spin on the yokai genre, but worth your time. Shh. My actual number two. My partner loves Mushishi. I think it's super boring and hard to watch. Oh, oh no! My no! real number two... No. My real number two is all the JoJo I watched this last oh, decade. Oh damn! JoJo is problematic in so many ways, and in some <laughs> ways, it's just another stupid shonen anime. But it's also superbly ugly, weird, and breaks a lot of shonen tropes. 
It makes me laugh out loud with its dumb plot twists and over-the-top <laughs> characters. The anatomy in JoJo is a mystery unto itself. I find this anime fascinating in the same way I find Hideo Kojima's stories fascinating. <laughs> also, there's quotes around stories there for oh, Hideo nice. Kojima quote nice. stories. <laughs> I really like Mushishi. <laughs> <laughs> that was such I, a good I, I fucking burn. It. I didn't include it because I watched the. I did not watch. I haven't watched the second season yet. It's uh, fine. It's okay, fine. and. This one, I, I love the audacity of putting this on here. <laughs> oh, God. Number, number three, keep your hands off Isaacen, 2020. <laughs> oh, whoa. 2020 is not in the last decade, you might say. I don't care. Put me in semantics jail. <laughs> this is a slice of life anime about three high school girls who want to make an anime. There is a neat subtext. There's some neat subtext about global warming and living in a post-disaster utopia of sorts. It's lighthearted and full of hope. Its art is bright and fun. I love it, and it helps me deal with our current problems. Seems to be a lot of that out. going around. This I show seems really Ride good. I left out White Ride Your Wave from consideration because it was also 2020, and it's also a Yuasa sh- movie. Oh, wow. It's also Yuasa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that Masaki Yuasa is continuing to make stuff that people really like. It's really cool. He's had Continue a good right. decade, and yeah, yeah, yeah just like that. So that's that's three or four shows that aren't all from this decade. <laughs> I think this was the first list I got, and I was like, "Fucking nailed it!" <laughs> Damn. All right, well, no, that that number two part, I cracked up. That's so good. That. I was not expecting that. Yeah. So that's gonna wrap up day one we're gonna go ahead and split this into two because this is actually gonna end up running a bit longer than we we maybe anticipated at first so we're gonna do two episodes so that is the end of part one but before we close out why don't we go ahead and give ourselves a rundown of our 10 to 6 john starting with you uh, my number 10 is gun gale online sword art online alternative (laughs) colon gun gale online uh, number nine is Thunderbolt Fantasy. Number eight is Little Witch Academia. Number seven is Konosuba. Number six is The Place Further Than the Universe. Nice. Rhett. My number ten was Girls Last Tour. My number nine, Space Dandy. My number eight, ReZero Starting Life in Another World. Number seven, Watamote. No matter how you look at it, it's you guys' fault I'm not popular. <laughs> and number six, Sora Nowoto. And number, my number 10 is Little Witch Academia. Number 9 is A Place Further Than the Universe. Number 8 is Konosuba. Number 7 is Sora Nowoto. And number 6 is Your Lie in April. Tune in tomorrow mm. to catch the number 5 to 1. And we got some more listener lists sprinkled in nice. for your enjoyment. So we will catch you next time. And remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you.